Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, October the 8th, 2023. It is currently 3.44 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, the current time in Israel is 11.40 p.m. It is currently Sunday, October the 8th, 2023, 11.40 p.m. in Israel. And I wanted to take a few minutes out of my Sunday afternoon to try to at least give you an update about some of the things going on within Israel, because as many of you know, Israel has now given official declaration that they are at war. It has been a a crazy, tragic, difficult 24 hours, 24 plus hours of watching everything that's taken place in Israel as Israel was attacked by air, by land, by sea, uh, all, you know, air, water, land. And uh, as Hamas came in and have, they, they, they launched rockets. They sent a terrorist literally into uh, entering uh, into Israel, taking hostages, killing people. It has been a just an unbelievable, unprecedented event as we've watched this all unfold in real time. And I, I turned on the microphone when all of this was, when we, we just started getting the reports relatively early on. And I turned on the microphone just to tell everyone to make sure that we avoid, you know, you know, hyperbole. We don't want to ignore it, but we don't want to exaggerate it. We want to ensure that we don't just immediately start ripping scriptures out of context. And and I told you that Christian ministries all over the place and Christian broadcasters would be turning on their microphones and talking about it. And just make sure that whenever people are talking about it, make sure they're not taking verses out of context. Be be careful. Don't start making wild predictions. Don't start saying things that are crazy because every time something like this happens. Christians love to start making all kinds of statements, all kinds of like, you know, this is it. Jesus is going to return tomorrow. The Antichrist is going to be revealed. The third temple is going to be rebuilt. And all of a sudden, everyone starts making all of these claims. The situation happens. Everyone gets all excited and then everything goes away. And then everyone, everything moves on. Now, I do agree. This situation is unprecedented. I believe this situation is far more maybe severe than we may have even first understood at the beginning of it. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to continue to do my best to turn on the microphone and update you about the situation as this situation continues to unfold and to develop. But I'm just, I'm going to try my best to just trying to warn people, let's not say crazy things. Let's not buy into conspiratorial thinking. Let's just try to gather facts, assess the facts, realizing human beings are dying 
right? On both the Israeli side and the Palestinian side, on, on both sides, within Gaza, within Israel, like people are dying. And that should obviously, as believers, bother us if we believe in the sanctity of human life. And so, so we should obviously be praying for peace, be praying that lives will be spared. At the same time, we are watching this situation unfold. We do realize that I know some come from a stream of theology that believes the nation of Israel really plays no prophetic significance anymore, that now everything is focused on the church. Israel's basically done away with. Others believe Israel is absolutely the central focal point on biblical prophecy moving forward. We have to watch Israel. So whatever your your stream of eschatology falls, we do we are watching a historical event unfold. I mean, this is the first time Israel has made a declaration of war, I believe, don't quote me on this, I think since 1973. You can verify that. I could be wrong, but I believe it's 1973. And so this is a significant thing, which how could this could this situation escalate? Could more people get involved or will this rapidly de-escalate? Lots, everyone's making their predictions. Who else is going to get involved? We have Hamas. Is Hezbollah going to get involved? How, what role does Iran play in this? What are, how is Egypt going to handle this? Um, Saudi Arabia. How are other nations going to get involved? What is the United States of America going to do? How, what, how does this all unfold over who knows how long, right? I mean, a lot of people think this is going to be prolonged and this is going to last a long time. In the meantime, the United States, you know, government is into some form of chaos. I mean, especially when, within the Congress, uh, within the House. So um, we have a lot of things developing. Now, I by no means, this is very, very important. Do I want my podcast to turn into a news podcast? I, I, that's not the goal here. Theology Central is about making theology central to every part of our life. We do this through devotional messages, Bible studies. We do a Bible pop quiz, theological discussions. We, we, that's, that's where really where I want to keep our focus because I believe too many times within the church, we already get too distracted about politics and world events and, and these things. And we need to maintain and keep our focus on scripture, right? That's where we need to keep our focus. And I'm going to do that. But just because Israel obviously plays a significant role in at least many theological systems. And in many systems of eschatology, Israel plays a central role. And because whenever anything starts happening to Israel, Christian ministries everywhere start turning on their microphones, making all kinds of predictions, right? Telling everyone, this is it. You know, Jesus is about to return. This is going. And then, uh, and then so many times when it all goes away, those ministries just move on to the next thing and they don't ever even stop. They don't ever even apologize. So I'm going to try to do my best to say, okay, hey, hey, every time we talk about it, hey, just, just slow down. Let's not exaggerate this, right? We don't want to use hyperbole, but we don't want to just ignore it. We want to find a balanced view, gather facts and then watch and then pray. Obviously, we, we, we don't want to see death and destruction, but just pay attention to what is going to occur and and what this could mean from a biblical and theological perspective, all right? I mean, it's a very, I mean, it's, it's hard not to read your Bible and not at least consider Israel and wh what their possible role could be in biblical history and that part of the world, 
right? The Temple Mound. I mean, what, 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 what could happen? I mean, there's just so many aspects there. So that's what we're going to do. So for today, I know it's Sunday afternoon. I, even for me, this is a busy time. I'm trying to prepare for Sunday night. I just preached for two hours. Um, from Exodus, basically, we went from like 24, moved to Exodus 32. Uh, we called it a perpetual parentheses, dealing with some very important theological issues uh, surrounding the tabernacle. We spent two plus hours, a lot of hard work. I've got a, another hour of that coming up tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. But I just felt like, okay, at least turn on the microphone just to tell everyone, hey, this is what's currently going on. So, Again, right now in Israel, it is currently, um, so what, 11.52 p.m. It's currently 11.52 p.m. in Israel. And according to some of the latest that I have here for us is, uh, hang on, let me see if I can find, I had I had some uh, important information here. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. This is some of the latest information, all right? Um, fighting in Israel is raging a day after Hamas fighters breached the border from Gaza in an unprecedented surprise attack. Officials say the death toll in Israel will surpass 600 people. That the death toll within Israel alone will surpass 600 people. This is not, uh, that does not include the number of people who have perished in Gaza. Video shows the horror on the ground, including an attack on a music festival where Israeli rescuers say they found 260 people dead. Other clips show Israeli citizens taken hostage. Hamas is believed to have dozens of captives, including children. Israel has been pounding Gaza with airstrikes and formally declared war on Hamas Sunday. More than 400 Palestinians have died. So over 600 Israelis, 400 Palestinians. I mean, the death toll is, I mean, this has all happened in a, and like a 20, a little over a 24 hour period. This, this many people, they were there and they're just gone all because of this violence. Um, in Gaza, um, uh, uh, and medical care has been complicated by Israel cutting power to the territory. All right. Now, when Israel began to make take these kinds of steps of retaliation, then many people within the it's it's very it's very interesting sometimes to watch this unfold. How people's politics tend to greatly influence whether they're going to support Israel or be against Israel, whether they're going to be for Hamas or against Hamas, and it's kind of it's the same kind of bizarre thing has taken place watching people's reactions to the Russia versus Ukraine war. Like, like it's, been, it's really weird. All of a sudden, many conservatives turned against Ukraine and was supporting Russia. And I'm like, what is happening? Russia invaded Ukraine. What, what is going on here? People in Ukraine are suffering and are dying. And then you've got like conservatives are like, well, who cares? Not my problem. Not our problem. Who cares about Ukraine? What? Do I, who cares about Russia invading? Who cares about Russia taking territory? Not our problem. And it's like, wait, when did conservatives start talking that way? You think we would want to protect and preserve and help save life, right? It, it's really odd. Well, in many cases, those who are liberal, which is always weird, will sometimes then support Hamas, or, or maybe not some Hamas, the the uh, Palestinians. They 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 may they, they may support 
something more in line with the Islamic way. And you're just like, well, wait a minute, you're liberal. Islam would not have anything to do with it. Sometimes it's really weird to see how people's politics almost sometimes contradict. I don't, I, it's always really weird to see. But when Israel makes these moves, well, then um, obviously those who don't like Israel will say, see, Israel's not fair. But then wait a minute, Israel was just literally, you know, an attack, an unprecedented attack happened upon them. And then everyone will start debating it. Uh, the full scale of the Israeli response remains unclear at this moment. All right. So it, uh, at Sunday, October the 8th, 2023, 3.56 p.m. Central Time, the full scale of the Israeli response remains unclear at this moment. But a military spokesperson hinted the country may try to take full control of Gaza. They may take steps to take full control of Gaza. If you don't understand the significance of that, that would be the first time this has happened since, I believe, 2005. So this would be a significant move. And what that actually looks like, how much death and destruction would come from it. And just, this is very important from a, from, as a believer, as a Christian. When the world watches this happen, Israel... Uh, those within Palestine, Hamas, all within Gaza, that in, all of that conflict, when they watch it, this is very important because we live in a, a world that's becoming more and more secular by the, I, I, well, I believe it's becoming more and more secular. If it has any form of spirituality, it's a very humanistic kind of spirituality, at least from my perspective. But this leads many who are atheistic or agnostic, when they see this type of thing going, that's what religion gets you. Religion leads to war, death, and destruction. I don't want to have anything to do with any of it. And you do have to at least understand that frustration and that pain watching this horrible event unfold. But that is some of the latest. So here's what we're going to, I wanted you to at least hear that. And that's like, you know, 11... So like 11.58 p.m. currently right now in Israel, fast approaching midnight. Now, first thing I want to do is I want to go back to yesterday. So remember, I told you that one thing that's going to start happening is many Christian ministries are going to immediately start addressing this. And I'm going to be very curious how they address it. Someone sent me a YouTube video and I definitely wanted to use it. The only problem is for some weird reason, whenever I take the link to that YouTube video and go to my converter, it's saying it can't convert it because it's a live video, even though the video is no longer live. So I'm having trouble converting it from video to an audio format so that I can play it here on the podcast. I'm going to continue to work on that. I can't find a link to it as a podcast episode, but I did receive an email from Skywatch TV. Now, I radically disagree with them on many aspects, okay? Many. Very conspiratorial, and they're talking aliens and UFOs and, and all that kind of stuff. But they, they, they refer to themselves as a Christian ministry. And so I, I got an email from them labeled Israel at War. And they sent me a link to their latest broadcast where they talked about it. It's relatively short. But I wanted to hear that. And then I do have a clip, I believe, from NPR from a news update that just dropped within the last 30 minutes. So um, I will play that as well, just to at least let you know what's going on. And just to remind you, 
please, 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 when especially your 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 brothers and sisters in the Lord, right? If they start saying crazy things and making all kinds of just like statements about, well, now this is going to happen. Just not in public, but just kind of pull them aside and go, what are you doing? People have made those kind of crazy statements since the 1960s, since the 1970s, the 1800s, the 1900s. And every time Christians are like, this is it. Then guess what? When nothing happens, guess what you do every time you do that? You, you you almost are telling people that none of this is true. Let's be more cautious and wise about what we say. All right? Let's make very clear and biblical statements. Let's not take one world event and go, that's it. Jesus is coming up back tomorrow. The, it, the, the end is near. And I've already seen it on, 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 under a number of articles on Christian websites where people are already saying these kinds of things. And I'm just like, and guess what? When nothing happens, those people never come back and apologize. They, I, that's what drives me crazy. It's one thing I, look, I've said plenty of dumb things in my life and done plenty of dumb things in my life. I try my best to acknowledge I've said dumb things in my life and I've done dumb things in my life. I try my best to acknowledge that I, I am a sinner and I fall short. But so many Christians just will like, boom, boom, throw this stuff out and then nothing happens. And it's like, I like, I sometimes I wish the people who were writing books and, and, and around 1990, 1991, when, Operation Desert Storm was underway when uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait. Oh, the next thing I know was, oh, this is the reemergence of the Babylonian, uh, you know, kingdom and Babylon is rising. The Antichrist will, will come and all of these. And, and, and guess what? Nothing, none of the things they said were going to happen happened. They wrote books about it. Nothing happened. I, I mean, every, after September the 11th, 2001, all kind, not, all the things they said, nothing happened. Uh, when Obama was president, I heard, oh, that's it. We're going to be microchipped and we're going to be put in FEMA camps. We're all going to become Muslims. And, and no matter what, and, and I don't know why we keep falling for it. Don't fall for that. This is a real literal event that has major implications on that part of the world and human beings are dying. Over 600 Israelis, over 400 Palestinians. People are being held captive. This is not a time for Christians running around making wild speculations about biblical prophecy. This is more the time for us to be careful. But I want you, so I have not had a chance to listen to this yet. Again, I got the email yesterday. It's from Skywatch TV. It was, I don't even know what time they put, they sent this out, but they, they didn't waste a lot of time. They got right to it. So I don't know what they're going. I think they're just going to give us basic information, but we will see um, if they offer any biblical insight, we will definitely consider it. Um, and again, as you're out there watching what Christians are saying, I haven't had a chance to look at all the sermons today posted on the Sermons 2.0 app. If you go to newest sermons, if someone gets a chance, you can go either go to beta.sermonaudio.com or the Sermons Audio uh, Sermons 2.0 Sermons 2.0 app. If you just go to newest sermons, just start scrolling scrolling through and see if any of them dedicated their sermon today to Israel, Israel at war, biblical prophecy, and you may just want to listen, see what they have to say, use discernment, be careful. But it is interesting to see how the Christian world is going to respond to this in 2023. But let's listen to the very first ministry 
that I stumbled upon, which was Skywatch Television, who I think even before I was done with my live broadcast, they had already sent out a recording and a podcast episode per se uh, to their subscribers and listeners and uh, those a part of their email uh, group. And so they didn't waste a lot of time. There's plenty of others already discussing it. And so we'll keep track of it. But all right, here we go. Let's listen to this and see what they had to say. This was this this came out yesterday. This is a special report from Skywatch TV. I'm Derek Gilbert. You know by now that this morning, Saturday, October 7th, 2023, the uh, nation of Israel was caught by surprise as Hamas launched thousands of rockets from Gaza into Israeli territory. As of this recording, some 150 Israelis dead. The IDF confirming that in addition to the rockets, there were incursions on the ground from the Gaza Strip into border communities in the Negev with dozens of Israelis, perhaps as many as 50, abducted and taken back into Gaza. The Israel police force confirming that there were confrontations, uh, engagements with Hamas terrorists in 22 Israeli communities in the southern part of the country, again, along the border with Gaza. This uh, took place on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War of 1973. I think we in the West, here in the United States especially, have very short memories, and we tend to ignore anniversary dates like this. We can't conceive of the the emotion or the, the justification for the kind of mentality that would convince young men of fighting age that they are somehow justified in going into a community and taking women, children, and the elderly from their homes, abducting them at gunpoint, uh, in some cases, just shooting them on sight and then uh, dragging them back into back into Gaza to hold for ransom. This speaks to the nature of the conflict that we're dealing with here. It is not just physical. I mean, as Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, we're not wrestling against human opponents. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and cosmic rulers over this present darkness. This is a spiritual war that is playing out in front of us in Israel today, uh, as and we we ask you to pray for peace in Israel on all sides, and that the families that have been separated during this conflict just hours ago will be reunited with no further loss of life. Again, as of this recording, some 150 Israelis confirmed dead in the rocket attacks uh, and um, the gunfire, the uh, gun battles that have taken place. Uh, with more than 1,000 injured at this point. Tel Aviv is now coming under rocket attack. Dozens of rockets have been uh, reported aimed at Tel Aviv. And uh, even Jerusalem reported uh, that uh, air raid sirens have sounded there as well. So this is a fluid situation. Obviously, we are not equipped to give you breaking news, but trying to give you some context for understanding what is going on here. Again, I say that we in the West tend to ignore these historic dates, but I assure you, in the Islamic world, they do not. Fifty years ago, 1973, the uh, Yom Kippur War took place. We talked about it earlier this week in the context of the date on the Julian calendar, the calendar that we use in the West, uh, the 50th anniversary. But uh, in uh, on the Jewish calendar, this is the 50th anniversary as we're recording this today. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu saying this morning that Israel is at war. They're not calling this a limited operation. They have basically declared that this is a war. And uh, 50 years ago, 1973, Anwar Sadat, 
the leader of Egypt at that time, sent his troops across the Suez Canal into the Sinai Peninsula, trying to reclaim it, uh, recapture it after the 1967 war when Israel took it from Egypt. His troops were successful, more successful than they should have been. The same was true in the north as Syrian forces, armored forces, crossed the Golan Heights so quickly that they were in Tiberias on the west shore of the Sea of Galilee within a day. In fact, they conquered so much, captured so much territory so quickly, they were convinced the Israelis were laying a trap and had planned to encircle them and then uh, destroy them, uh, which allowed Israel time to recover, regroup, and counterattack, which then regained the lost territory. Israel was on its back foot back in 1973. There are some reports now, 50 years later, that this was due in part to the Nixon administration and specifically Henry Kissinger, who warned Golda Meir not to strike preemptively, even though the Egyptian forces were seen building up along the Suez Canal. Kissinger reportedly thought that Israel was getting too big for its britches. And in the interest of maintaining a balance of power, as though it were America's uh, right to determine who holds power in the Middle East, Israel was basically told not to attack preemptively or else. Now, what has happened here 50 years later on the 50th anniversary of this? We don't know. How is it possible that Mossad, Shin Bet, and the IDF were all taken by surprise? I'm sure those are questions that the uh, Knesset and that the people of Israel will want answered very, very soon. The Netanyahu administration now taking the fight into Gaza. IDF airstrikes have been reported in Gaza. There are also reports along the northern border that Hezbollah militants, terrorists, were approaching the border on motorcycles and were fired on by IDF soldiers. So this conflict, we pray, will not spread, but that remains to be seen. Uh, Again, this taking place on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. To give you another example of a famous date from history that we in the West ignored, but certainly was not ignored by um, violent Islamists, which sadly is uh, the way it was practiced by the founder of the religion, Muhammad. We in the United States, we in the West, look at 9-11, September 11th of 2001, and the significance of that date being 9-1-1, which is the number that we call here for emergency services similar to 999 in the UK. 911, when we need immediate help from EMTs or police, that's the number we call. But 911 had special significance in the Islamic world. You go back to the year 1683, 60 years after the first English colonists landed at Plymouth Rock here in the United States, the forces of the Ottoman Empire had encircled the city of Vienna, Austria, really the gateway to Western Europe, had besieged the city for two months and were on the verge of breaking through the city walls and taking the city, Rome to the south, the German states to the north, France to the west would have been wide open to the forces of Islam if it had fallen. But on September 11th of 1683, the winged hussars, the heavy cavalry of the Polish King Jan Sobieski, approached from the north and descended on the Ottoman forces, taking them by surprise, routing them and saving the city of Vienna and in all likelihood, saving Western Europe from the forces of Islam in 1683. That day, September 11th, still remembered by Islamists, even though we in the West have forgotten it. Well, this 50th anniversary of Yom Kippur 
should not have the Yom Kippur War of 1973 should not have taken anyone by surprise in Israel certainly and again that the question of why this happened will certainly be addressed in the days and weeks to come once the situation has settled and we ask you to pray for the peace of Israel to pray the peace of Jerusalem and again that these families that have been separated or lost loved ones would be comforted and restored as quickly as possible I will have more on Monday's 5 and 10 update. And until then, thank you for watching. I'm Derek Gilbert. This is Skywatch TV. Now, that was their update that they sent out on Saturday. Again, I don't agree with everything they put forth, but I think that I, I, I'm playing that because that was one of the earliest uh, Christian ministries to to put something out. I mean, they went to a microphone relatively quick and started talking about it. I thought they had some very good history there. I think it's interesting that, yes, within the Islamic world, they do not forget dates. Dates have great significance. So it is interesting, the 50-year anniversary. And I said the last time Israel declared official declaration of war was, I think, 1973. Well, that would make sense. 50-year 50 50-year 50 anniversary. Um, I, uh, they mentioned Hezbollah, right? He mentioned, he mentioned Hezbollah that even on Saturday, there was already discussions. There's been more discussions about Hezbollah today. And the reason that is concerning is if you have Hamas and you have Hezbollah, then you could end up with a two-front war, which obviously adds more, well, prolongs the situation, more casualties, more people involved. So the situation is still unfolding and we'll have to continue to watch and see what happens. Now, the one thing I do appreciate, Skywatch News, Skywatch Television, there, Sky, Sky News is from the UK, Skywatch TV, a Christian ministry, they did not come on and go, wait, 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 this is a fulfillment of this, this is a fulfillment of this, Jesus is about to come back, they didn't do any of that. They were very level-headed, offered some historical context, that was good told us to pray for peace on both sides. That is very good. And then they're going to do an update tomorrow. Again, Skywatch TV, you can find, you can subscribe to them anywhere you get your podcast. Again, many times I think they slide over into just crazy conspiratorial stuff. But again, I, I just, I'm, I'm curious to how the Christian world is going to respond to all of this. And so we're going to watch and see, but I do, I want to do at least one more thing before I have to go and get ready for church. I am going to let us hear the latest update, uh, the latest news update that dropped just a little while ago, I believe from NPR. Now, uh, I don't have this queued up, so I'm going to have to get past their commercial. So just give me one second here. This message comes from NPR sponsor, AWS. What if you new business possibilities with generative AI or predict customer All right, well, we'll wait for their commercial to come over. Once they come in from the commercial here, we'll hear uh, what they have to say. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. It's only been one day of war since Hamas militants invaded Israel, and already the casualties are climbing as Israel and Hamas are trading rocket fire and airstrikes. Israeli media say at least 700 Israelis are dead. The Gaza Health Ministry says more than 400 people have died, 2,300 wounded. Dr. Medat Abbas, Gaza's Health Ministry Director General, tells NPR... Already, they had a major medicine and medical supply shortage, and now with the influx of mass casualties, he says there's no way to keep up. Just uh, hear that 700, 400, just, just a little while ago, and that was updated information, what, 
20, 31 minutes ago um, was 600-400. Now it's a 700-400. The number of casualties is just going up and up and up. And that is obviously should be concerning and bother everyone. Let's see what else they have to say here. This is applying too much pressure on our health professionals in the hospitals. The total bed capacities in our hospital is 2,000 beds. So that's not going to meet the, uh, the large numbers, the, the mass casualties that we're receiving. Dr. Abbas says Israel has cut the electricity, leading to hospital power outages. U.S. military assets, including an aircraft carrier, are on their way to assist Israel. As NPR's Tamara Keith reports, President Biden spoke again today with Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. In a summary of the call, the White House says President Biden told Netanyahu that U.S. assistance for the Israeli Defense Forces is now on its way, with more to follow in the coming days. The White House statement says that they, quote, discussed the taking of hostages by Hamas terrorists, including entire families, the elderly and young children. Biden shared his view that there is no justification for such terrorism and, quote, all countries must stand united in the face of such brutal atrocities. They also discussed ongoing efforts to make sure that Israel's enemies don't take advantage of the current situation. This was the second call in two days between the leaders whose relationship goes back decades, but has recently been strained by policy disagreements. Tamara Keith, NPR News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. is trying to verify reports that several Americans may be among the dead and missing in Israel. NPR's Lauren Freyer reports from London that other foreign nationals are also believed to possibly be among the victims there. In a Facebook post, the family of Nathaniel Young, a British man serving in the Israeli military, say they are heartbroken to share that he was killed on the Gaza border. The mother of another British man, Jake Marlowe, told a Jewish newspaper in London that her son was also near Gaza when the attack unfolded. He called her as rockets flew overhead, later texted that he loves her, but now hasn't been heard from since early Saturday. Those missing include at least 12 Nepalese students in southern Israel and 11 Thai nationals. Their country's foreign ministry says some of them may have been abducted and brought into Gaza. Lauren Freyer, NPR News, London. This is NPR News. There is that was that came out about 30 minutes ago. So that's pretty uh, that's pretty current news as of right now. Now, as just following these developments, I would recommend a number of sources. I would recommend Al Jazeera. You may be getting news more from an Arabic perspective. I, uh, I would then recommend uh, uh, BBC News, more from the UK. All right. Um, I think the BBC Sky News, that's getting more of European perspective. Uh, the uh, There's a, a couple of Israeli sources that I'll, I, I subscribe to a podcast. I cannot remember the source. I'll have to give you the source for is from news directly from Israel, from an Israeli source. But you want to look from Israeli sources, uh, Al Jazeera, more from the Arabic perspective. BBC will give a more of a European perspective. 
NPR, CNN, MSNBC, Fox will give you more of the American perspectives, maybe in many cases reflecting a political ideology in America, whether liberal or conservative. You can get those different perspectives um, and just continue to to monitor what is happening. And then I would really and I, I do mean this strongly, strongly, strongly pay attention to what the Christian world is saying about it. Right. Because that's where people will start taking scripture, start making all kinds of comments about the Bible in times. And and you want to know where, where maybe some of these ideas are originating and coming from so that you can hopefully help make maintain people to have a balanced perspective. I, again, I'm, I'm shocked that Skywatch television was so just very balanced there. And so, so far I haven't, I haven't seen any Christian source really do anything too. I've seen it more in the comment sections. In other words, the, the publications have been pretty balanced, but Christians watching or watching or hearing it or listening to it are immediately like, this is it. Jesus is going to return. The end is near. And you're like, whoa, slow down. Like, well, why would you say that in a public forum? Because if nothing happens, you end up looking completely foolish. So yes, should we always be looking up? Yes. Should we always be watching? Yes. Should we always be prepared? Yes. But at the same time, we don't want to say anything that is too far. So that that's the, the situation. It's now it's, a, it's after midnight in Israel um, and we will continue to watch the situation. I'm going to try to be balanced in how much I do talk about it. Um, I am more going to probably, my focus is going to be where I'm going to be looking to what Christian ministries are going to say. My goal here was to bring you the audio from two different Christian ministries, from Skywatch Television and then the one someone sent me on YouTube. But I, I can't, I don't know why it won't let me take the audio from it. It's like, it's a live video. I'm like, it hasn't been live in hours. So, um, but I'm assuming lots of churches today talked about this. What do you think? Did your, did your Sunday school class talk about it today? Did your pastor talk about it? Was, was it the main focus of the sermon? Um, I'm, in fact, I'm just going to look here and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a lot of people are not talking about it because I think there's also a tendency for us in the United States of America to oh, Israel's at war. There's conflict in the Middle East. So what? And we kind of shrug our shoulders. But uh, the only reason I'm not shrugging my shoulders is this is to me unprecedented and and a long time, a long time. And we have an actual declaration of war by the Israeli government. That hasn't happened since 1973. To me, this is a little bit more than normal. But I'm just going to look here. If I go to the sermon uh, sermons 2.0 app, all right. And I'm just going to go here. If I go to discover newest sermons, newest sermons. All right. Let me look here. And I could be wrong here. Maybe a lot of people are not addressing it yet. It looks like a lot of people are not addressing it. Um, I'm looking. Prophecy against Gog, but I don't think that that had anything to do with uh, with this situation. Um, yeah, I don't think many. I I really thought many would look for it. I really thought many would. Um, let me see here. Trending uh, hashtags are Jesus Christ and gospel. So we don't even have a tra uh, trending uh, hashtag right now about Israel. Maybe, maybe, maybe most people are going to ignore it. Maybe many are going to ignore. It. I really, I personally, I thought 
My, this is my own thought that that already the number one trending hashtag for Sermons 2.0 app would be Israel or war or, you know, Israel slash Gaza, Israel, Hamas, something along those lines. And I thought it, the, I thought it would be filled with people addressing it. I figured Christians, would, pastors would be turning on microphones talking about it. I wonder, I don't, does that, does that signify, am I, miss, am I missing something here? Or does it always take Christians, you know, we're, we always are so reactive. We're never proactive. We're always reactive. It, it, you know, I've talked about it so many times. I remember, you know, way back when the Da Vinci Code was first coming out and I, and I told all of my people at a Sunday morning, I'm like, Hey, this book's coming out. It's called the Da Vinci Code. Everyone needs to be aware of it. Everyone needs to read it. We need to look at the very beginning of it because it's going to make these historical claims. And some of these historical claims are not accurate. And, and I said something along these lines, no one's going to pay attention to it until the movie comes out. Well, the movie did come out and then ever, and then all of a sudden after then Christian ministries were like, let's talk about, and I never, never forget. Um, I was, uh, visiting a church. And I asked the pastor, what are you going to do about the Da Vinci Code? And he's like, the what? I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Well, then it was funny after all of us say, after we, after the fact, then all these ministries were like, you know, buy our DVD set on the Da Vinci Code and, and, and listen to our new sermons. And it's like, you're like six years behind. Like everyone's moved on. Like everyone's moved on. So, um, sometimes Christians are way behind in this. So I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe many people don't perceive this to be an issue or don't, don't believe it's to be a significant thing. And it may turn out not to be. Look, everyone else could be wrong here. I just feel like, the size of this, the, I mean, so many people have died. I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you say, well, where is it going to lead to biblically? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to lead anywhere. I'm not making any of those claims yet. I just know that depending on your, your, your eschatology, if you see Israel as a central part, I mean, this is Israel, right? Right in the middle of this. You've got their enemies, possibly Hezbollah, Hamas. Well, which governments back up these terrorist organizations? Where where does Iran come into play? Where does Egypt? Where does Saudi Arabia? Right? Where where do these other places come into play? Syria. I mean, we we could go on and on and on. Uh, you can just get a map. Get a map. Look at Israel. Look at all the nations surrounding it. Now, the United States is already now going to send assistance. The United States is already going to be like, okay, we got to make sure nobody else gets involved. So we already have some some things. Again, it may not turn out to be anything, but it's something. I just don't think we can ignore it. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I would love to get your feedback. Do you think we should ignore it? Do you think it's no big deal? Do you think, yeah, whatever? Do you think... Do you think it's just too soon for anybody to address it uh, right now? What, what do you think? What do you think? What? How do you see this is going to play out? I'm, I'm going to look really quick. I'm going to look really quick. I could be wrong, but I'm going to look here. Okay. Um, the Christian Post, they have an article, U.S. Christian leaders urge prayers as Hamas attack on Israel leaves over 600 Israelis dead. We've just got an update. It's over six, It's over 700 now. Um, Israel police, let's see, nope, that won't help us. Um, let's see, uh, uh, Blinken promises U.S. aid to Gaza won't benefit, benefit Hamas during Middle East trip. All right. So there's at least a little bit. Um, well, here's, let's see, here's another article. Um, 
Christians condemn Hamas attack on is, is Israel. Soldiers, civilians taken hostages by militants. Um, yeah, so there's there's a little bit. So the uh, the Christian Post got to it. Rel- okay, well, they have an entire section right now for Israel. They have an entire section for Israel. Um, so at the very top, it's not a whole section. You just tap Israel and it goes to the latest, uh, the latest news article, Israel under attack, pray for God's merciful in- intervention. Um, heartbreak, shock, agony, devastation, confusion, rage. These are just a few of the, um, few of the emotions flooding the hearts of millions of Israelis in the midst of an unprecedented terrorist attack by Hamas. This is a time to stop and pray for the merciful intervention of God. What makes this attack all more insidious is that it comes almost 50 years to the day of the infamous Yom Kippur War in 1973. At that faithful time, Israel was attacked in the midst of, uh, in the midst of 24 hours of prayer and fasting on the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The current attack on October the 7th did not just come on Saturday, uh, the Sabbath, right? And then they go on to talk about all of its other connections to another feast day. Um, But instead of dancing, there is wailing and mourning. Bloodshed has filled the land. All right. So so they they are talking about it. So at least there, they're talking about it. So I, I still so maybe I'm not completely off. I still think this is gonna be a major topic that Christians are gonna be having their thoughts and opinions on. And if I look here, I'm just gonna go down to the comments under this. Um all right. So then immediately, see, I, I knew it would not take long. Immediately someone posted, Israel is getting ready to build their temple. What what is that going to do in any peace process? Right. Israel has more than 30 times offered plans of peace with them. They've given back 87% of the land that occupied during the Six-Day War. They've offered up 99.3% of it in exchange for peace. Palestinians have refused every deal. The Palestinians store weapons and stores and schools and hospitals. Um, uh, and then they go, this, uh, they basically are talking there. So someone... They're saying Israel's getting ready to build the temple. I don't know where they supposedly get that that news from. And they're saying, so basically they're putting the blame on Israel. Someone else comes in, they're putting the blame on the uh, Palestinians. And then it says, someone else said, did they, did they offer them equal rights as citizens, you know, like real dem- democracies do? So immediately, that's interesting, on a Christian website, there are two comments immediately that are more anti-Israel and one that's more pro-Israel. That's kind of interesting to to see unfold. Uh, As I read many foreign papers every day, it is hard to distinguish who is actually reporting the truth. One paper reported that Hamas is using U.S. weapons furnished by Ukraine. Another paper says that uh, Putin is calling for peace. Some U.S. papers contradict each other on who started the conflict and for what reason. The only news we can trust are the biblical news of what is coming our way in the near future. But beware of false prophets. And then someone said, what paper reported that? It seems totally implausible. Ukraine doesn't have enough weapons for itself. Sounds like Russian disinformation. So again, so immediately, of course, we get now misinformation, disinformation. That's exactly on a Christian website. It's the Christians who immediately start, hey, I saw this, but don't state where they got it. No source, no anything. Um, And it says here... uh, Uh, 
Okay, and then there's lots of just back and forth fighting here. A lot of back and forth fighting here. Um, a lot of bad things must happen before the end. God has a plan. I just pray that it will be done. If he's punishing Israel, I'm 100% with him. If it's something else, again, I'm 100% with him. I support God's will regardless of the action. Okay, well, I guess that's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, something's happening. God, God's got to be doing something. All right. Um, then they got some people are blaming the Democrats for blaming Israel. So you, it just turns into politics here. Um, was uh, where the, where the Orthodox where the ultra Orthodox Jew spitting symbolically on Jesus Christ, the Son of the one God and Savior. Did Israel repent? Uh, PM uh, Net, Prime Minister Netanyahu instead proclaimed freedom to worship any gods is the way of Israel. So I guess someone is arguing because Israel gives people freedom to worship that they're being they're they're, they're being punished. I, I sometimes the last thing you want to do is read comments on a Christian website. I'm telling you. Um, okay, now someone here is. Uh, Okay, yeah, I don't even know what's going on there. Okay. Okay, here. Uh, so then now abortion is coming into play in this. I don't know what I don't know what's what's going on going on here. Uh okay, now yeah, this is all turning into uh th- th- this is going into some abortion argument. Okay, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, so that that's just it. Uh, once Christians commenting on a Christian, I, I mean, typically I don't see non-Christians. Uh, may, maybe non-Christians hang out on Christian websites, but typically I don't see them hanging out at the Christian Post. So I'm assuming it's mostly professing believers, and it just turns into disintegrates into who knows what. That's my concern. When the average Christian talk starts talking about what's going on in Israel, it just turns into like, what is this? Like. What is happening? So you got to have Christian ministries and pastors who can try to control, try to help the people go, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not just go out of our minds here, right? Let's deal with the reality of what's happening on the ground and pray for peace and preservation of life. Let's do that. And then let's, let's not jump. And, and, and why is it that Christians are so fast that this, this will always just, Whenever suffering happens, whenever suffering happens, right? Suffering can be happening in the Ukraine. Suffering can be happening in the United States. Christians are so quick to say, you're being punished. You're being, hey, the, re- the, re- the reason Israel is suffering is because they have not repented and they, 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 they deserve to suffer. It's judgment. Why, why, why are we so quick when anybody suffers? We tell them that they deserve it. Didn't we learn about that in the book of Job? Didn't we learn about that? Oh, I, I, Chris, uh, it's just so crazy sometimes to see. But that's the latest information. I just wanted to at least turn on and uh, the, the microphone, at least kind of talk about all of this and try to keep you going what's on, what, what's happening, trying to just process it all and trying to see how the world's going to handle it. I really thought there was going to be more. Uh, um, and maybe, maybe it'll all start showing up in the next couple of days. But if you see Christian ministries talking about it, if you can provide me a link that has a download link so I can download the audio, 
I'll be more than happy to download it and hear what other ministries are saying in regards to it, right? Because I do, I am interested to see how the Christian world's going to handle it. Just if you go to the Christian post, don't read the comments, okay? That's probably the best thing to do. Just, I don't even know what some of that was. Abortion all of a sudden gets involved in the conversation. What is happening? What What, what is going on? People are dying and we're talking about abor- abortion. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't oh, sometimes it just drives me crazy. But that's the situation. And we will, I don't want to say I'm going to keep you updated because I, because to do that would mean this would have to just transform into basically 24 seven news, right? That every hour I'm giving you new, new updates, but I am going to, obviously I'm keeping up with and listening to news from, from all kinds of different sources from Canada to uh, the Europe to Al Jazeera, uh, everywhere, everywhere. And I'm, I'm trying to process it all and trying to gather facts so that I know what is going. And I'm trying to avoid any wild speculation about, you know, what is happening. And uh, so far, I haven't seen anyone try to take scripture and say, see, see, right here, right here, right here, right here. This is, this is where we are in the prophetic timeline. The good thing is I haven't seen that take place yet, but I'm willing to hear someone, but we will see. All right. Now, in less than two hours, I'll be standing behind the pulpit at Victory Baptist Church. We'll be back in the book of Exodus as we continue our look, we're, we're doing kind of a big, different kind of intro to our study on the tabernacle. And uh, we're right now looking at a, a perpetual, a perpetual parentheses, right? That, that, that's a mouthful, a perpetual parentheses. And we talked about that this morning, and I think we've done a relatively decent job, and we'll try to see if we can finish that up tonight. All right. Thanks for listening. You can email me your thoughts about all of this. What, what do you think? What are, what, are, what are people saying around you? What are your Christian friends saying? What are your Christian friends saying? What are people at church, what were they saying? What were people saying at church? What were they saying? I love to know. News, you don't have to tell me the name of the church. Newsif at yahoo.com. What was said from the pulpit? What was said in the Sunday school classroom? What was said around the coffee pot as you were getting your morning coffee and a donut? What, what are your Christian friends and family saying? Newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. Please pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Please pray for the peace and preservation of life in Palestine, Palestine and within Israel, within Gaza, within Israel, because it is a tragic, horrible thing as human beings die because of some type of warfare. God bless.